Awesome, this is Elric Ong and today I'm here together with Kevin Chuck. He's a former Singapore, Mr. Singapore and he's also a bodybuilding legend in Singapore. Like uh, in the bodybuilding scene, most people will know Kevin Chuck. You can go and Google his name, Kevin Chuck. K-E-V-I-N-C-H-I-A-K and you see all the results about him. Yeah. So today I'm here to interview him about, um, he's, an, he's a very very good entrepreneur as well. So I want to interview him about entrepreneurship, about mindset and because I always believe that um, business is like a sport. So if you can succeed in a sport, you'll be able to succeed very well in business. Because it's, it's more of a mindset kind of thing. Yeah. So um, maybe you can share, so Mr. Kevin, maybe you can share a little bit about your, what motivates you to, to, to build your body or what motivates you to hustle day in and day out. And how is it like to be a bodybuilder? Okay, uh, uh, Alaric, uh, I, I hope you do go to the gym and train as well. But otherwise, uh, well, uh, for, for most of us, mm. uh, if I could only speak for them. But otherwise, yeah. at this point, I would like to speak for myself. Yeah. You know, I go to the gym day in, day out. One is forced to look better. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, one of my, my main motive of uh, training is vanity. Okay, you know? okay. So I'm always in the pursuit of looking better, and I believe what as one each one should each gracefully, mm -hmm. right? So that's basically my my uh, source of motivation. Okay. Yeah. And okay, so so vanity. So so after you get your perfect body, okay, what what do you think about um, success? Is it some okay, like to me, success is like a muddy slope, right? That you as you go higher and higher, but the moment you stop, you slide back down. And then you have to work, work your ass off again, and then the moment it's not, it's like, it's like a body, body slope thing. Do you well, think that um, yeah, bodybuilding is something? Well, bodybuilding is like almost pushing water up slope. Okay. Right? Okay. It's very difficult. You've got to continue pushing, otherwise, you really slide back, like what you said, right? Okay. Body slope. Uh, so, you have to be very consistent. Mm. You know, of course, in our life, in many things we do, we do have stoppages, we do have disturbances, you know, we get distracted. Uh, but otherwise, if your main motive is, is there at the back of your mind, you will always get back on track. Uh, of course, I've, I've met people who basically lost track. You know, yeah. They say that, oh, I've got a beautiful body uh, when I was younger, you know, but now you know, I slack and, you know, because of family, because of work. Yeah. You know, uh, but I beg to differ. There is still that part of your life that you can choose to do something. That something could be a hobby, that something could be what you like to do. So how long have you been bodybuilding for? Uh, well, plus minus, if you're talking about chronological year, it's over 32 years. Over 32 years of bodybuilding. Yes, but I wouldn't say that it's full 30, uh, 32 years, you know, at yeah. points, I do take a break, a month or two, mm -hmm. but otherwise I will get back into it again, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and there's always this itch to get back into it. Okay. So, um, can, can you share about your failures and how you have overcome them in, in, life, in business, in life, or in bodybuilding, or in a competition? Yeah, maybe you can share the story of Well, I, I think to begin with, uh, I'm a, a very, uh, uh, I have imperial complex to begin with, you know. Uh, when you first started out, or yeah, you know? When I, when I first started out, you know, I had, I had an imperial complex, mm. I always feel bad about myself. Mm. Uh, obviously, I was a skinny little person, you know, mm. uh, hopefully, always hopeful that I will look better uh, until one day, you know, my hairdresser is telling me like, I think you've got the potential to look much better, uh -huh. you know. Uh, however, you need to put on some muscles because you're not a very big person to begin with. Mm. Uh, and 
he signed me up in the gym. Okay. And so I just did that. I go to the gym and I started working out. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, at that point, you don't have what we have today, internet, to get all the information yeah. that you need. So you have to really figure out here and there through trial and error. And at that point, you just couldn't get forward, right? Because mm-hmm. you just can't move forward. And you wouldn't know whether you are going the right way or not. That's, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. You know, when you have two dark paths and somebody say there is support of go at the end of one path and then you start walking and after walking for a long, long time, yeah. you still have not got to the, the, the part of go, yeah. you will always have this thought that you're going the wrong path, uh, right? And that will make you hesitate. How, how, can you explain how that was like, like for yourself? Means, what do you mean by that? Well, like you, you're, you're, you couldn't because you're, you're not sure. You're okay. not sure whether you will be there or not. Yeah. So at that point when I first started, you know, as you go on, you train for about two years, all you put on was a little bit of muscles, and mm-hmm. and and at a point I started to be very skinny. So yeah. to put on that little bit of muscles didn't really look that fantastic. So you never know whether you will you, you succeed or not. As far as I'm concerned, however. At some point, I just tell myself to take away all the negative thoughts. Mm. You know, think positive, speak positive. Uh, of course, through researchers as well. Yeah. Though we do not have the internet, but otherwise we have a lot of magazines. So I depend a lot on those magazines, looking at those uh, muscular sportsmen and all, and um, motivate myself. Yeah. You know, at the end of, of the day, like what our sports media say, right? Mm. It is how you look at yourself what you want to be at the mm-hmm. end of it. You have to be a vi- visionary. You yeah. have to vision yourself at the end of it. What you want to look like, what you want to be. So that's exactly what I did. Uh, and that was the only right thing that I ever thought that I did best. Mm-hmm. Was to basically go forward and have that belief mm-hmm. in myself. Yes, sometimes you should not depend on gut feeling it alone. But otherwise, uh, as I am going along, see the improvement mm-hmm. uh, and I do feel that there's a potential mm-hmm. and so I just stick on and I went on board. You know? That's why I'm very much known for being relentless in my efforts. Yeah. You know? I, I never give up. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I want to make the same parallel for entrepreneurship because I, I, I've, I've seen people post on Facebook like, oh, I've been, uh, I've been trying hard in entrepreneurship for two years now and, still, uh, and I'm still back to where I was or I'm still back to square one, I haven't improved much and all that. And also like people sending me messages like, oh, uh, you know, like, like to them the journey can be quite lonely, especially being an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's definitely very lonely yeah. because uh, every path of the way is very difficult. Yeah. Uh, at some point, you find that the path is not right and you have to make a switch. Yeah. So the shift is even harder to right. just be, uh, to decide on. Right. Uh, but otherwise, like I said, you know, you have to go forward more often than that. And along the way, you must evaluate. There must always be points of evaluation for you to evaluate if you should go on or not. But otherwise, uh, like I said, it's never too late to start again in something else in which you probably have come across and you felt that that is even closer to uh, you feeling that you might have more success in. I mean, uh, I am one uh, living testimony as far as that is concerned. Uh, 
uh, I didn't step into the uh, fitness industry, so yeah. to speak. Although I've trained for 32 years, I stepped into the industry probably only about like 15 to 18 years it's ago. Industry as a business. Right? Yes, as okay. in the business. So, uh, but before that, you know, uh, I have done many different jobs before. Yeah. I've been a freight forwarder before. I've, uh, I've done insurance before. Yeah. Uh, I've been a DJ before, okay. uh, I flew with Singapore Airlines before, yeah. you know. At some points, yes, some of the things were were very conservative. They were like, uh, just just let me be a, an employee. Mm. Uh, let it be a long-time career kind of a yeah. thing. Uh, but it was not so much of, of a business uh, kind of uh, an endeavor, yeah. you know. Uh, and at some point uh, in my life, I could remember that was about uh, when I was about 30 plus, coming to 40, I, I felt there's something missing in my life. Mm. Uh, and that's uh, where I start to uh, think of the shift. Okay. You know, I started saying that maybe I could be a sports person. Yeah. And by doing this, you know, uh, I could win it and, and then probably use the skills and yeah. uh, the fame in it to basically create a business out yeah. of it. Uh, so I, I did just that. You know, I went what, ahead with yeah, plan. you know what uh, you're sharing with me, right? It sounds really much like what Malcolm Gladwell wrote in his book called The Tipping Point. Right. So what he mentioned was this, that water, right? Okay, when, when water boils, it stays at 100, 100 degrees Celsius for a long time before it becomes steam. steam yeah. You know, so it, it has a latency of fusion right. become, uh, before it becomes steam. And, uh, and whatever sport people do, or whatever, whether it's in business or marketing or sales, or branding, whatever sport people do, they always hit the plateau for a long time right. until they hit the tipping point. Once it goes to 101 degrees Celsius, it goes to 102, 103, 104, very, very fast. Yes. So I, I think that's the same thing that um, you experience. It's the same thing that I experienced. My first six months in entrepreneur, I didn't make, make a single cent, right? But I didn't give up. I, you know, I continued going forward. Yeah. So, um, okay. How, so how, how did you, how can you apply the skills that you've learned in bodybuilding to entrepreneurship? Well, I think a lot of the characteristic in it is, yeah. is pretty similar. Yeah. You know, uh, building a muscles is like building a career or building mm. a business. Mm. It takes a long time. Yeah. It takes maturity yeah. in that uh, same discipline. Mm. You know, before you really carved out and, and be comfortable and then stand out. Mm. Right? You, you just can't go in and say that, wow, I'm great, and then from there you just move on. There are cases where it happened that way. Mm. Some people set up a food store and then the food just hit the yeah. right spot and then they, they boom, they sell yeah. like hot cakes, right? Yeah. But uh, let's talk about being realistic here. Okay. It takes time, mm -hmm. it takes maturity, mm -hmm. and of course it takes a lot of resilience uh, uh, and of course determination. So that is exactly the thing that uh, we need to argue. You know? A lot of the good bodybuilders in the world talking about the rank number one to the rank number 10 in the world, they all take a long time to reach there. Yeah. Except for the more gifted one, yeah. that will probably take shorter time, but otherwise they will still take that certain number of years to yeah. in order to it, reach it, that maturity. It very, very long yes, 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 yes. I mean, whichever stroke you, you, you put on, uh, you hit, you know, even if you're talking about a racket game or something like that, yeah. you know, doing that forehand would be different if you use that same forehand a few years later. You know, it's very hard to explain, but otherwise it becomes a part of you. Okay. It becomes an extension of you. It is the 
additional length to your arm. Yeah. So, so it's like it's the weight additional. Exactly. So the weight is something which you have to feel. But you know, when I train uh, some of my clients mm -hmm. and in fact some of the patients, uh, it's very hard to explain it at that point. Mm -hmm. So we only simplify by yeah. basically making them execute yeah. the proper form, breathing right, yeah. you know, taking something in which is at their fitness level, strength level, and then you slowly increase it. But otherwise, the real effect comes about three, four years later. Mm. And I have experienced that with a few of my clients that have been with me for many years. For the third or fourth year, they start saying that, oh, now I understand what you were trying to tell me two years back. Right? Yeah. So it is the maturity, it is the muscle and mind connection. So likewise with business. It's not something again. It, yes, it is yeah. the connection of how you you know your product mm -hmm. and adapt it to how people would like your product. Right. right. So it takes it takes time. But otherwise everybody will always think with a new product and it's gonna do wonders, everybody will love it. But on the contrary, it is more than that. So, would you say that everyone should take on bodybuilding? And do you think that everyone can have the talent of a bodybuilder? Like, for example, I don't think that everyone... I, I think that everyone can learn entrepreneurship, but I don't think that everyone can be very good at entrepreneurship. Do you think that ev uh, everyone can be a bodybuilder? Well, it depends again on uh, what kind of a bodybuilder you want to be, okay. right? Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean that you are not going to be a fantastic entrepreneur. It means you're mm -hmm. not going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just like if you're going to be a, a medical person, you, you, if you're so good, you could be a, a number one heart surgeon in the world. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, if you're not good enough, you still can be a cardiologist. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about a bodybuilder, we're talking yeah. about building it to the best that you, you can do. Yeah. Right? You be the best of the person that you can be or want to be. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're at your best, you're nobody. Yeah. At your best, you're somebody to some people, you're the best uh, to some people in this world and you'll be able to help some people in this yeah. world along the way. So, but do you think there's talent involved in this? Well, some I, just I believe, I believe in genetics. Yeah. Yes, I do believe in genetics, but I still believe that sometimes talent needs time, mm -hmm. needs exposure to basically be discovered. You know, uh, like what you're doing today, Ellery, yeah. you know, you may be a very good coach, you may be very good in your marketing, yeah. but you could have been a very good doctor, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're, you're, when you're not a doctor and you're a good marketing person, mm -hmm. you're useless. You're still useful in this part of the world. At least you're useful to be at this point. I understand. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, okay, so why should people think of body right? If, let's say, um, like someone that doesn't want to do bodybuilding, okay, right. or someone doesn't want to take care of. Like actually, for me, I I seldom hit the gym, right. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell me to inspire me to 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 go to the gym more? Well, I mean, uh, to each is own, of yeah. course. Yeah. I I have to respect their own. I mean, I just went for a workout yesterday, right? Yeah. Some H I I T workout. Right. Right. Uh, but other than that, I I I seldom go to the gym. So because I, I never like for me. Going to the gym, the only reason I would ever go to the gym would be to train my mind. So it's like a mindset kind of thing, yes, you know? Yes. But I never found the motivation to lift weights or to have a nicer body or... Yeah. Well, so, uh, sometimes motivation comes in different forms. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you have not right, met the right form or even the right person to be right. uh, worked with. Right. You know, but otherwise, I think bodybuilding, like any other discipline, even in yoga, 
I couldn't be very good in yoga. I believe I would like yoga. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am too focused on bodybuilding uh-huh. to spare the time Correct. to go and be good at something else. So yeah. I rather spend the time to really uh, uh, evolve more into yeah. what I have already probably gone half yeah. half a point. Right? I wouldn't say I'm the number one body in the world, but at the very least, I think um, I have done the best. Some of the expectations are of my friends and, mm-hmm. and people that know me. So I would rather concentrate on this because mm-hmm. the good thing about bodybuilding is it's an everlasting sport. Yeah. You can do it at any age. Yeah. If you don't compete, you can even do it even older. Yeah. Right? So let's let's be fair about it. If you need to compete and be the best in the world, you should not exceed a certain age. Yeah. You know, I mean uh, there is still some biological kind yeah. of resistance yeah. to that. Okay. Yeah. Can you share your whole journey from when you first started bodybuilding, how old were you and all that? All the way, are you any setbacks, failures, achievements that you made? What's right. the proudest moment you had? How, you know, how, how do you build up to become Mr. Singapore? How do you end up becoming like a bodybuilding legend in Singapore where almost, I would say almost everyone who jeans kind of has, has heard of your name or knows you in some way or another. Yeah. Um, so, can you share in five minutes, okay? Quickly, your whole journey, like how you started. Okay, yeah, five minutes. Five minutes. Yes, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> probably the second hour of an hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm concerned to, to really talk about the whole journey. Okay. But otherwise, to cut the long story short, mm. uh, it started of course when I was 19 years old. I need to build up my body because I need to look better. Uh, at that point, okay, I maybe start with insecurities or yeah. But I'm vain enough basically to to start with that. Uh-huh. So uh, that insecurity basically helped me get started in it okay. and, and then I continued doing it uh, but however when I was about in my 20s uh, I had to c- uh, concentrate a little bit on the career yeah. so that slide back a little bit but I did continue your career is like your other career yes other careers yeah, yeah like I was a quick older yeah. and then I was concentrating on that uh, and then at one point in time I said that look I, I, I need to be somebody special so I traded a little bit harder because I wanted to join Manhunt Singapore. Yeah. Right? After watching Manhunt International. How I mean, old were you then? I, I was about 29. 29 okay. So uh, uh, the, the Manhunt International leader was Alvi Ganungheis from uh, South Africa. So he, he, was, he looked fantastic with solid washboard kind of apps. Uh, so I started training and I went to participate. Uh, however, at that point, the moment when I, I got in, I was already 30 years old, yeah. so I, I had to be categorized as the senior man. Okay. Yeah, but otherwise, going through all the rounds, I eventually won the final. In, when you were 30? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, and I got to represent Singapore because wow. uh, it was a choice between me and the other younger man and winner. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I was lucky enough that I was selected to represent Singapore, so I participated in Manhunt International in 1997. So uh, then move on forward, of course, uh, I was pretty popular at that point because it was on local TV. Uh, I was interviewed on quite a lot of channels, Sports Unlimited, Good Morning Singapore, Chao Ang, so, so many programs. So more or less people have seen me here, yeah, there, yeah. everywhere. Uh, and it helped me in my career, yeah. in because it, 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 I become more familiar to them. So I was very much in the sales and marketing yeah. uh, kind of Profession. Yeah. Uh, so much. when I go out, it's easily uh, recognized. A lot of people recognize me, and I get deals done more easily. Right. 
become more or less like a semi kind of a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You are. Yeah. So as I move until on, now, until yeah, now. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, as I move on, I continue my my uh, the normal career, normal path. Uh, again, that that each hit me again. Yeah. I say that look, you know, I've never been a sportsman before, and it's about time to do something different mm-hmm. instead of a pageant, the male pageant. You know, you're talking about X factor, character, yeah. personality. This time around, let's go for pure sports. Yeah. And the thing that, of course, I'm closest to all this while was basically building in the gym and building the body. Yeah. Like the closest was bodybuilding. Okay. So I got onto it and had high hopes and thinking that it was going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were lots of high hopes on me, even from uh, the, the uh, bodybuilding federation itself. However, the first year didn't work out that well. Yeah. It was a real bad crash, you know, uh, because the preparation was very short. Yeah. It was only about three months, and I was tipped to basically be able to do well and represent Singapore in the Asian Games. Mm-hmm. However, uh, it really fell apart, mm-hmm. uh, and I was even kicked out uh, before I got to the finals. Mm-hmm. So that was really uh, a big uh, setback for me, yeah. you know. Uh, but. Of course, then I, I didn't know what to do. So mm. I, I went home, uh, and I know that a lot of my friends are these people who uh, come and uh, support me. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, they only come because of me. Yeah. So I had to call them all up and say that Look, I didn't get through. Yeah. Tomorrow, if you go and watch the finals, you won't see me. So maybe you should just not go. Mm. Right? Uh, I managed to convince most of them not to go. Yeah. Uh, however, I told myself that I need to be there myself. Yeah. Uh, so I. Do, do you want to? Do you have a big chance not to go as well? No, I did not. Uh, yeah. Of course, I was disappointed at the point. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I I was telling myself how to go, where I think a lot of people will be asking what happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the most embarrassing moment. Uh, but I just told, told myself that I, I need to continue this, and I need to go there and see what. The rest of the people who made it to the finals look like. Yeah. Right? So I went there, I sit in the middle of the 20 seats, the empty seats. Those are the tickets that I bought. I sat in the middle and say, watch the show. Oh, your friends all bought the yes. seats, right? They exactly. Got, you don't know what yeah, There was supposed to be a rara team kind of thing, you know? <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah, but uh, uh, I watched the show and tell myself, look, I am definitely going to come back next year and I'm going to beat all of it. Wow. Uh, so that's exactly what I do, uh, what I did. But more importantly, is yeah. I changed my career because I want to live, breathe, think, and eat like bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. So I I quit my daytime job, so to speak, and I I, I picked up a job uh, to work in the gym yeah. as an instructor. Okay. Uh, so that's what exactly what I did. Nothing else, but basically think and eat and breathe bodybuilding. And the, the next year, which was uh, 2007, mm. uh, the finals came, I won it, I won yeah. my class, I became a national champion. Yeah. And um, the best part of it was that I was second best overall. Mm. Uh, I was still not the best, uh, only the best become Mr. Singapore. Yeah. Uh, so that was it, you know, I thought that was a great uh, success for myself. Yeah. 
uh, I'm, I'm all geared up and fired up to yeah. basically go on again because my ultimate dream is to become Mr. Singapore. Mm. Uh, I think only that number one. Yes, never be j- only, just number two. Only number one. Only number one. That, that's the thing. You see, you keep trying. Yeah. Though I failed two or three years right. before I ultimately reached there, yeah. every single time I became the better version of myself. Right. And that was the, the thing that kept me going. Yeah. It was the, the target is so near and yet so far. Yeah. But otherwise, every single time you improve, yeah. you feel that you are getting closer. Yeah. You will never give up on anything when you are closer to it every single time you try. Right? So that's Do you think that if you, if you didn't eventually win Mr. Singapore, until today, you would still be hustling and grinding and fighting? and training well after we Mr. Singapore, Singapore I wanted to be Mr. Universe I've not reached there yet <laughs> okay. so I'm, I'm, I will still try yeah. I will continue to try and I'm happy with who I, whoever I am today yeah. Yeah. more than just a sports person but also uh, to be involved uh, with great company to basically help even more athletes become a better version of themselves I think that's very inspiring because um, all of us we will always perform to our self image right? so if we think that we are number one we will eventually work our way to become number one. Yeah. If we think that, oh, uh, we are meant to be billionaires or millionaires, right? We'll eventually work our way to, to become millionaires because that's our self-image. And um, what you said was like when you were sitting down, looking at stage and saying how the finalist, that was when you already won the competition because you win once in your mind first and then the others, the other time you realize. Yes, yes. You have to basically beat yourself. You know, I play pool, right? I'm a national youth pool player. Right. And I make every shot about two or three times, okay? So I first look at where I want the cue ball to go and everything. Then I imagine myself shooting the shot. And then I go down and then I actually shoot the shot. So we shoot. So every shot, right, is shot many, many times. It's not just one time. It's projected. Yeah, it's projected. Yes. Even before making the shot itself. Yeah, so it's something like thinking grow rich. Like along the way, yeah. you know, even though I cannot be the best in the world, yeah. uh, but, you know, I look at other avenues where yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, now there are, there are a couple of different uh, bodybuilding organizations right. in Singapore. And I am proud and glad to say that, you know, we are the number one, the biggest organization in Singapore, you know, as far as uh, organizing uh, competition in yeah. bodybuilding is concerned. Okay, so, let's talk about the federation yeah. that, you, yeah. that, that you have set up. Okay. What motivated you to set up this federation? How do you run it differently from your competitors or how do you run it better and yeah like why do you start, start this federation and how do you run it better well I, I started of course uh, by chance because at one point the the official organization was uh, in chaos mm-hmm. right uh, that's something to do with the legality and stuff like this mm-hmm. so they had to struggle and in the midst of struggling they cannot really focus on the sport uh, so I was tasked, you know, by uh, a, a former president of the uh, organization to say that why not you start the, the federation and um, bring the sport back to life again. Mm. Uh, so that's exactly what I did. Uh, I so you I started did. the federation in order to bring the sport back to life? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I did just that. Of course, I know I am not fantastic altogether. Yeah. So I gather a few people. Uh, of course, one of them is my partner, you know, uh, uh, Sabrina, mm-hmm. and of course uh, we had other partners, but now they basically drop out. Okay. Uh, it's not an easy task. Yeah. So along the way, a few people drop out. 
is the two of us uh, as in being the partner of the company yeah. that is still keeping it alive. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, we, we continue and we succeeded because we think more for the ethic mm. instead of more for the federation, for the organization. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. I always, always a vision and, and imagine that while I'm on stage doing my strut, doing my pose, you know, I am like a star, mm. you know, and we wish to basically create that for the athletes as well, mm. because I think every athlete is a star in his own right, mm. right? Uh, so we we are in the midst, and of course we are continuing to try to groom them to make the better the better of themselves. Mm. You know, some of these athletes has got so much potential, but then again, they are pretty raw in terms of their other life skills, you know, in terms of yeah. other uh, presentation skills. And, so and so forth. Um, so we form an organization that is really focused on that. So much so that right now, uh, fitness movement, yeah. right, uh, position itself like a social enterprise. Mm. Uh, we do not want to exclude anybody who is not in competition. Mm -hmm. As far as we're concerned, now it's more of fitness and health. Uh, the bodybuilding competition is a great showcase, it's a yeah. great spot for people to, to outperform so, themselves. So you've gone from niche to a very mass market now? Yes, yes, and we basically wish to do that, you know, is to basically uh, include bodybuilding. That's why we just call ourselves fitness movement. Mm. It's a movement for fitness and we want more people involved. So what's the mission of your organization? The mission of the organization is to be able to serve more people in Singapore. More people to get involved in this journey mm -hmm. of uh, different lifestyle to get themselves a little bit more fit and healthy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so in fact, because of that reason, we have increased the different kind of genre in our competition, mm -hmm. so that different people of different kind of built and genetic could mm -hmm. basically join a different kind of category mm -hmm. that would suit them better. Instead mm -hmm. of a person who has got so small bones. Uh, small density of bones and then he tried to be a very big bodybuilder. Mm. It's going to be very tough. Yeah. So there are other categories that will suit him better yeah. and that he could excel in. Okay. So in a way, fitness movement is about also creating hope for mm. more people to be a champion in their own right. I see. Yes. I see. And what do you think is your personal vision? My personal vision? Well, I, I of course I wish to be a, a legend of something. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned at this point, is to be a legend of fitness, a fitness icon in Singapore, uh, so that you know uh, I can serve more people. And one day when I'm not around anymore, uh, hopefully more people, uh, a lot of people will still remember my name. You know, and have you seen uh, Tony Robbins? Do you know who's Tony Robbins? Yes, of course, he's fantastic. So, so he talks about like growth, significance, contribution. Yeah. Do you think that significance is something that drives you a lot? Uh, it definitely is because. Uh, it, it has to mean something to, to you. Yeah. It has to be uh, what you always want it to be. To me, like for example, the fitness, it is not just a career. Yeah. It's not only it's just like for, it's not just for money. Yeah. It is my passion. It's yeah. my career, it's my business, it's what I want to do for people, and it's what I want to use it to make me a legend one day. You know? So it is, it is a lot of giving back on my shoulders. Yeah. You know, but otherwise, I think I'm halfway there. Yeah. Uh, I have to just continue uh, this this uh, motion and this movement. 
uh, and hopefully we'll be able to you know, uh, spread this around more in Singapore. And at this point, of course, uh, some of the social work we did was yeah. uh, we have our trainers and myself you know, training some of these uh, uh, young boys and girls in the Singapore Boys Home and Singapore Girls Home. Yeah. You know, uh, and we hope to do more than that. social community that we can basically provide uh, a, a way of uh, being healthy mm. and our, our way, our way is usually is by fitness. Mm. Yeah. Because it's something that everyone can do, it's a very mess, it's, it's a very it's mess working out thing. I mean, it's not just with bodybuilding, mm. it is just to anything that has got active, mm. activeness in it, right? It's just being active, you just need to be active. So, uh, we. I mean, I'm also promoting a little bit of football uh, yeah. for the kids with my other partner, yeah. you know, uh, who happens to be on the F-17, mm. you know, a football academy club for the younger boys uh, uh, that was set up by Kami yeah. you know, so I want to be involved in many other sports as well. But otherwise, I do believe that bodybuilding, the source of bodybuilding is weight and strength training. Yeah. And weight and strength training uh, is beneficial to any other participants or practitioners of other sports because besides the skill, strength conditioning is a very important factor to basically enhance the performance of the sport. Great. So you have built a very strong brand, especially in Singapore, right? Uh, and so how how do you think you make what what is the key or the secrets to your success in building such a strong brand? Especially um, like I, I would believe if people think bodybuilding, the first few names that will come to their mind will be Kevin Chuck. You know, like one of the names that will come to the mind. Yeah. yeah. So that, that means that you're, you're kind of like synonymous with bodybuilding. It's like how um, toothpaste, Colgate, mouthwash, history, right? Yeah. So bodybuilding can be checked. So how do you think you managed to build such a strong brand? Or like what are the things that you did? Or the secrets of success? I think it's continuality. Continuality. Okay. And, and the resilience, right? I mean, yeah, along the way, uh, there are always people who are against you. Yeah. Yeah. People who are haters, you know, because while you try to create the sport and steer the sport towards a certain direction, uh, you need to uh, instill certain discipline. Mm. You know, uh, fitness movement was never an official so called uh, association of the sport. Mm -hmm. uh, so we work, uh, we, we are a company, but we behave like a, a sports uh, fraternity. Being a sports person, when you believe in sportsmanship, right? Yeah. In sportsmanship, you need a lot of discipline. Yeah. So while we try to instill some of this discipline, some people will say that, oh, why am I being controlled? You know, uh, uh, you why, mean like why steroids and all that? Yeah. Or? Well, in a way, but more importantly, is your behavior. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, we expect sports people to behave the, the most righteous way. Yeah. You know, they have to have. Uh, they have to. Be yeah. They, they have to be uh, responsible, they have to be very helpful, uh, more importantly, they have to be a role model in the sport. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? And we, we come across some people who are really good, good uh, uh, you know, potential in the sport, mm -hmm. however, they lack some of the qualities. Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes we need to penalize them. Mm -hmm. And nobody likes to be penalized. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. so, in the mid, sometimes we come across things like that that will hamper our growth as well. Yeah. You know, but otherwise, I think we've gone through that. 
uh, as the sports person grows, he or she will basically understand that ultimately yeah. it is also discipline. Yeah. Right? In so many saying, other forms that make you the better sportsman. So you're saying uh, building a brand, the, the reason why you have built a strong brand is also because of discipline, because of setting the right boundaries yes, for... Yes, I think that's very important for anything. I mean, we are good boys yeah. at home is yeah. because our mother instilled a certain mm. kind of a rule, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, otherwise, I tell you, you and I would be like <laughs> rock, uh, rock and rolling yeah. you know, on the streets till late at night. Mm. So otherwise, I think that steers us to, to become better people as well. I'm, I'm sure every parent yeah. wants their boys to call their girls to be how, how else have you built your brand? Like, how, how else have you protected your brand or built your brand? Like, I, I think, do you actively, consciously be aware of Do you think like, okay, if I do this move, will it affect my brand? Will, will it affect my reputation? If I, if I do this, you know? Yeah. I think do you actively, uh, consciously. We will, along, our, along the way, um, a lot of our directions was to improve it. Mm. We were not so afraid of it being steered the wrong way. Mm. We are more concerned about how we can basically move on to the next level. Yeah. Uh, and moving on to the next level sometimes depends on what you build up mm. from the foundation yeah. and then continue what you're doing yeah. and wait for opportunity to come. Like I always said, you know, uh, you have to be ready for opportunity. Mm. Otherwise, when the opportunity comes and you're not ready, you will still miss the opportunity. Yeah. So it's always a plan and be prepared. Yeah. And that's basically uh, how we do things. For us progressing and even changing to a direction that we feel so proud of being a yeah. social enterprise uh, is to be able to give back to the society and help yeah. more people along the way. I mean, uh, what else can make us greater? Mm. You know, uh, but to basically be able to help more people along the way. Mm. So, you know, this they always say like men die to three things money, power, and women, right? right? So, as you became more famous, more branded, as you got more recognition. I mean, girls come very easily, women come very easily, um, money comes very easily, the fame, power, respect, all this comes very easily. So, uh, how do you make sure you're not susceptible to being like tempted by these forces? Or how, or were, were you tempted by these forces? Well, yeah. uh, I have to clear this point, is that I'm not that rich yet. Yeah, I'm yeah. not super famous. Yeah. And I really don't have a lot of women coming to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But otherwise I, I thought women like like bad bodies. Well, <laughs> I mean we impress several yeah. different people. Correct, correct. Uh, of course, you know, it, to me I feel great yeah. uh, when I impress people who are never even uh, working out. Yeah. Who are not exercising, who are not yeah. working out, who have never thought that bodybuilding could be Mm. But otherwise, those are involved in the sport. Mm. 
Uh, those are the business that are tied up in the sport, you know, in the sport itself has got so much other uh, avenues, you know, people sell supplements, the gyms, there are more gyms these days, yeah, uh, there are more different kind of Even health promotion board is yes. supporting right. more big fitness businesses, uh, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs that's being basically created yeah. uh, and that's also one of our uh, mission or vision is to be able to create more entrepreneurs and more professionals out of the sport itself. So we're still on a, a long way from yeah. here, so I'm not susceptible to <laughs> any of this uh, so-called uh, 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 you know, success in, in, in getting fame and getting yeah. a little bit more recognition. You know? But I think recognition comes in a different form. And our form is to really be recognized for uh, for it once we succeeded. Yeah. To be able to be like help a lot more people. I, yeah. I keep stressing on that yeah. because we're still far from it. Mm. I mean, uh, if I walk down the street, the first 10 people that I come across, you for one, <laughs> you say that, no, oh, I don't go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it'll, it'll come the day when I think every third person that I come across and they go to the gym and they have heard of uh, fitness movement, they have heard of my name and said that in the ways it, it's contributed, then yeah. I think I've succeeded. But otherwise, you know, uh, the journey is, is, is long. Yeah. Um, even if I don't achieve it during my lifetime, I hope uh, the people in our group will be able to continue the journey. So what do you think, uh, what's, what are your next steps for, for your business and your... Well, uh, how do you I, plan I, to scale? I've already, already let go uh, part of the plan, in fact, yeah. accidentally, okay. but otherwise mm -hmm. is to be able to create more opportunities. So what we want to do is uh, to expand this fitness uh, business mm -hmm. so that more people can get into uh, uh, kind of a fitness activity and that will mean that more businesses are created. How, how do you mean by expand? Like uh, open more outlets or create well, more events? For what we, 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 will, we want to basically uh, set up a franchise yeah. in, the, in the gym business as far mm -hmm. as our fitness group of gym is concerned. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not going to be a fancy, fancy, great mm -hmm. gym, you know, Again, when it's, it is uh, uh, so well built, yeah. you know, it will cost more for people to participate. But otherwise, we want something more affordable for the general people to basically be able to afford, uh, and really something for them to not even think that money is a concern, yeah. and be able to just go in and, and try to do it. Of course, the software is very important. Right? The software is in like uh, the education within that so-called uh, gym. Yeah. Uh, if they can learn it without uh, spending too much money, and that would mean that they could basically maintain it. Yeah. Right? Maintain, uh, maintenance is, I think, one of the most important things as far as uh, one is, is looking forward to being fit. Mm. Right? Today you're fit, you stop for three months, you're not going to be yeah. that fit anymore. Yeah. So to be able to maintain is the, the most uh, important ingredient. So will you be leveraging on social media to spread your message across the world? Because right now, um, people spend more time on their mobile phones than on television, right? The mobile phone is the new television. Yeah. Uh, people spend more time on Facebook than reading newspaper or reading books. Like the, the best medium or the best way to get your message or distribute your content 
it's true social media well in, in social media of course it's very important yeah. uh, uh, that's I mean that's where everyone is basically impacted mm-hmm. right uh, and I believe that with the right messages across mm-hmm. you know, uh, it will help us achieve our mission mm-hmm. yeah so uh, yeah like everybody else so if they do like selfies or videos and then like, hey, today I'm well, doing these are three tips uh, to I'm, I'm burning fat. I'm quite old school, so yeah. I'm still learning the, the, the tricks of the yeah. trade, you uh, know, as to doing selfies and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it's not all about myself. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's about it. the things that we want to do, the things that we have done, uh, and more importantly, of course, our champions. Uh, we give a lot of exposure to our champions. We want them to basically give the kind of same ripple effect, you know, to be able to influence more people, not just to be in the sport, but more people to be uh, doing the helpful stuff online. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, they are also involved in giving back to the society. And hopefully this will also help influence the younger athlete. So, okay, what's one last message that you want to say to someone who is still hustling, still grinding, still in the process or someone who is like uh, who, who just failed and downtrodden what's one word of inspiration or what's one message that you want to tell them? Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, all of us have failed before you just have to continue the journey you know and that's the only way for you to reach the kind of maturity that I was talking about so eventually you will, you will get there even if you don't get to the highest platform you would probably get higher platform which is already an achievement right uh, i always believe that you must always remember uh, the successes in your life not just learning from failures but also learning from your successes so every small little thing that you've tried to achieve in the past use that feeling again use that yeah. method again and achieve success again and as you power them up you find that you have even more tools and more weapons to help you get even higher is there a technique or process that you use to remember the feeling or you know like some NLP technique that you use? Well, like 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 me, you know, every, or like what gives you every single time when I fail, yeah. I will say like, okay, I, I wasn't that called to begin with to, to be uh, involved in, in, in the male pageant. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that didn't stop me. And when I succeeded, mm-hmm. it was against all odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that kind of uh, memory in place, it was a success to me. Yeah. And then when I had to do like, you know, uh, be in bodybuilding and be successful and to be in Mr. Singapore, uh, I used that same attitude. Mm. You know, I remember the success. I know how I need to basically get there. Mm. And one of the most important things is just to be in more involved mm. and to continue grinding again. Yeah. So what's one last thing that if, let's say you fulfill this, you feel that, okay, your life is well, I wish I could basically concise or you know summarize it to something really short and simple, but unfortunately not. Yeah. You know, uh, but otherwise, if uh, one day half the Singaporeans that we are trying to influence uh, started working out, yeah, I think uh, I'm ready to go. Okay. Yeah, but so otherwise, no, I'll, I'll still be around for a long, long time. Yeah. Awesome, okay. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for doing this.